Welcome, friends, to another episode of Loftus Party. The most important, the most shocking, the most disturbing, the most entertaining. It's just a podcast, you guys. Let's get over it. I am. <laughs> I've I've decided. I've decided. I think for uh, this Wednesday's vlog, I'm going to go like hyper bombastic. Okay. Just the the just that's what. Uh, the, the people seem to respond to it. I don't think like uh, uh, I'm being bombastic enough, and it's it's gonna come off across. It's gonna come across as like uh, clickbait, but I'm like, why are these people destroying America? Like that kind of stuff. You're going full people, WWE. I'm going. I'm going full WWE. Oh. Uh, may the wings of liberty never lose a feather. But. <laughs> I don't. You can't I, even get that out without laughing. I can't. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's know. hilarious. I, I, know. I don't know who wrote that line. If it was Kurt Russell, whoever. Uh, the, the most. That's the best thing ever. But I don't want people to think I'm making fun of Republicans. Or, so I might just go like, just you know, the shocking truth of this video will shatter your soul. I, I, I got to go big, big, mm-hmm. big, big. And it's just going to, I'm going to be making fun of people who do that. And how lame it is and how it always works. It how it always works. When you see the pictures of these twins, you'll be mortified. You'll wreck your pants with poo. I just don't. And people fall. I'm trying to be reasonable. I'm trying to be reasonable. And I'm trying to be entertaining. That's all I want to do. You're trying to be. You're trying to laugh. I mean, Mm -hmm. we have enough anger in the world. Don't we? Not everything needs to be angry. Not everything needs to be angry. No, some of us have to have a smile, and some of us have to celebrate and hug the small creatures. I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's all its all just for fun. It's all entertainment. Uh, and um, maybe I'm not good enough at the hyperbole, and I need to get better at it. But the shocking truth of next week's vlog and, like, extreme close-ups and fast motion just get crazy. Just get crazy. Crazy. I actually liked your vlog this week. Me too. It's a pet It's a pet issue of mine. Mm. Mm-hmm. I really thought it was great. I thought it was well thought out. I thought it was presented well. I believed it was reasonable. There were some jokes in there. Mm-hmm. It was entertaining. And people are like, meh, whatever. You know what I actually think it is? And if you don't know what the vlog is, guys, go to the Facebook page, pull it up, take a look. Um, but I think guys were afraid to share it. Uh, maybe, I think maybe that you know, was it. And, and if women shared it, they thought that they were being somehow, uh, enemies to their own gender. I, I don't even know about that. I mean, I wrote an entire, entire article about how I love toxic men. So I, there's a lot of us out there that do. I just, uh, that's, listen, I forget, I can't, oh, that's what I was doing. I was researching uh, the Women's March. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, I want some 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 stats that I can throw around. Right. And then you start looking, and you don't have to dig far. Mm-hmm. And these aren't, these aren't like crazy far right-wing uh, statistics. This is like the, the census. This is banking. This is mm-hmm. everything. Uh, women are doing great. Congratulations, ladies. You're doing awesome. You're getting more college degrees by a huge number. You have uh, control of the economy. You can mm-hmm. c- control 80% of the economy. You have the majority of the wealth in the country. And then still uh, and marching around longer. like you're getting the short end of this st- and you live longer. Mm-hmm. I thought that was hilarious. I thought that was hilarious where I'm like, I just want to live. I just want to be able to go to work without having my booty grabbed. Ladies, I just want to live. <laughs> I just want some more life. I right? thought that was hilarious. And, you know, so, having been in the workforce for, you know, 20 some odd years, I just didn't see that much booty grabbing going on. Ain't no booty grabbing going on. I'm not saying it never here. happens, and I'm not saying there's never a legitimate case. I'm saying it's not nearly as prevalent as y'all like to say. Uh, Yeah, well, mm-hmm. we will. And, and it's 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 weird. That's not going to be tolerated anymore. Those We, we live in. Uh, we live in times now where the booty grabbing madmen. Let's have a whiskey and see those titty. Uh, those days are behind us. <laughs> yes, they even are. even if you uh, well, you don't work at the Playboy Mansion anymore because there is no more Playboy Mansion. Oh, and really? That's, that's a sad note. No, they're going to sell it. They're going to get rid of it. Really? So it will just be about the articles. Well, you'll still have photo shoots and topless girls. Although I've been noticing this, I follow uh, the Playboy. On uh, on Twitter, it's one of the the accounts that I follow. I'm right. still thinning the herd, by the way. I'm still thinning the herd. That okay. is, uh, 
I'm going through and I'm getting rid of a lot of just crappy accounts. It, mm-hmm. I don't like I don't like the optics of it. It looks like it uh, whatever. Uh, but Playboy they they're constantly doing these like throwback pictorials. It's always like, here's a throwback to 1972. Here's a girl. We're throwing it back to 1977. I don't want the throwback to 19s. How about we throw it back to uh, this week in the year of our Lord and let's unleash the the glorious figure of this girl. (laughs) I want to see the ladies of the now. Everything's a throwback, Michael. I'm tired of it. The, the, I'm tired the, the of it. Original, oh, the original idea is dead. It there is it's it's weird with you know, people are different and everybody likes different stuff. Like Playboy was never my jam. Mm-hmm. Playboy was never my jam. It was wonderful uh when you're like thirteen years old mm-hmm. and you're you're going through a dumpster and you had to work for it. You had to work for it. <laughs> like I'm gonna <laughs> I'm going to see some titties. By God, I will go through old milk cartons mm-hmm. in this person's garbage. Yep. Nowadays, like seriously, you're on your phone and you you can see whatever you want. So uh, Playboy, they they actually do have good articles. They have great interviews. But you can still – you got to stay true to the original idea of just there is a gorgeous creature. Mm-hmm. Here is a gorgeous creature. Here's a little bit of information about her. And then next up, uh, yet another interview with Norman Mailer. <laughs> they had more interviews with Norman Mailer. You're so bummed out. You're like, really? Norman Mailer? Again? 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 This guy's been dead for ages. Right. He's like, he's like the Tupac Shakur of Playboy. <laughs> Tupac has a new album. What the what? Oh my God. This is just pure comedy. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I saw, uh, an, uh, an ad for like Oreo thins, like the diet, <laughs> the diet version of Oreos. And they're using a, uh, song by Biggie Smalls. What? <laughs> yeah, it was great. And it's like, whoa, isn't that a hook from a Biggie song? And it's a diet Oreo. And I'm like, Biggie's gotta be pissed. Whatever, when he, he's got, he's gotta be on his Island with Tupac. And uh, Kennedy and Jim and Jim Morrison just uh, incensed about it. Yeah, no, Biggie I actually Smalls, Biggie Smalls music being used for diet Oreos. It was hilarious to me. Well, they've got fried Oreo bites at Arby's now. I love Arby's. Arby's is one of my favorite fast food restaurants. If I'm gonna I... eat fast food, it's gonna be Chick Fil A. Or it's going to be Arby's. Maybe we'll do this show backwards because it seems like that's where we're going and I want to steer into the curve. We'll do the pop culture stuff first and then we'll get to uh, the State of the Union and Trump's trip to Davos and DACA and the FBI memo. We will get to that stuff. but mm-hmm. we're, we'll, we'll do it a little backwards today. Fried Oreos are insanely delicious. There's just no two ways about it. Fried o- But you got to get them uh, right out of the fryer. They don't travel well. They're like French fries. You right. gotta have them in the establishment in which they were made. Now, let us talk. Let us celebrate and put them up on a pedestal. Arby's is one of the best fast food restaurants in the nation. It's overlooked. It is the redheaded stepchild of fast food. I love it. Now, granted, they lost their way in the late '90s mm-hmm. and in the early 2000s. They started yep. doing these uh, like home style sandwiches, and they were like bragging about it. Do you remember? They would have these commercials where it looked like they they seriously they they took a piece of Wonder Bread, they slapped some lunch meat on it, and a piece of American cheese. I'm like, why am I paying you? Why in the holy hell would I pay oh, you no. six dollars for a sandwich I could make at home? No, 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 no. They make a great Reuben. Why do you disagree with me when I bring up? Because <laughs> I like you their about, sandwiches. What, what, seriously, we got to talk about this. <laughs> Your first instinct is to tell me I'm wrong and then change the subject. No, but they I'm have like, they I'm have like, a Reuben. Making, it's really good, and I won't make that. We're not talking about that. <laughs> we're not talking about. I'm like, hey, they advertised a crappy sandwich you could make at home, and you shut me down with like seven no's in a row. No, 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 no. They make a great Reuben. That's like, hey, a Honda. A Honda's a good car. No, 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 no. I like bicycles. What? 
I've never. Why would you? Why in the world? Okay, I live in. Uh, I live in New York. Yes. The Rubens here are amazing. Uh huh. So I'm not going to go to Arby's for a Ruben. Well, and I love Ruben, but it's like RB, the name of the restaurant, RB stands for roast beef. True. You got to dance with the girl that brought you. If <laughs> I would go into Arby's, I'm not even kidding. And my wife will back me up on this. I would go into Arby's in like uh, 2003, 2004, uh-huh. and I go, uh, uh, yeah, roast beef sandwich, classic roast beef sandwich. And they would look at me and they'd be like, oh, it's. Uh, it's uh, it's a couple minutes, and I and I would just be shocked. Like, how are you not ready to sell a roast beef sandwich at a restaurant whose name is Roast Beef? Like, how that's like McDonald's. Oh, I'd like a Big Mac. Ooh, oh, oh, a, a burger, huh? Mmm, that's gonna take a little bit. Arby's has has come back. That they're now dancing with the girl that brought them. I I, yeah. I go to Arby's now once a week. It's fantastic. Their roast beef. Is it's it's great. My and you favorite thing is mixing the horsey sauce with the reddish brown sauce. Yes. And dipping fries in it. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh! And those potato wedges, those little yep. triangles of like hash brown thingies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all you need. That is all you need. I went into I went to the to the Arby's. I was recently. Uh, over the holidays, went to an Arby's in Columbus, Ohio. It's in a nicer neighborhood. It was the best experience I've ever had at an Arby's in my life. It was just great. It was perfect. It was hot. People were friendly. It was just insanely delicious. Can't get enough of it. Come on, you guys. And then people look at you. And here's a here's a here's a fun to know fact. I try to sneak. <laughs> and this is like when people say that like the left doesn't have an agenda and liberals in Hollywood don't have an agenda. Uh, yeah, they do. Because <laughs> I, I have an agenda. I write on a TV show, and for the last two shows that I've worked on, I always try to sneak in a pro Arby's reference. Oh, really? I do. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> on anger management, Charlie Sheen and Selma Blair uh, worked in this. Uh, they had an office where they would do studies and blind right. tests, and and I always wanted to do this line. Where uh, Charlie was in there, and he's like looking at charts and graphs and stuff, and then the super sexy Selma Blair uh, would walk in, and she would say, "Sorry, sorry, I'm late. Arby's was packed." <laughs> <laughs> I almost, I would constantly pitch it. People would always laugh, and and I don't think it ever made it into an episode, but we did get an Arby's refer- uh, reference in there. And now on the other TV show I work on, uh, I've had a couple. I've been successful twice with awesome. my pro army agenda. It's wonderful. You're supporting them. I am. They like people, you know. And, and this is this is weird, but this is actually a good metaphor uh, for the president and and how people behave towards uh, Donald Trump. There's this thing where if you look down your nose at Arby's, you're you you want people to think you're like a better person, right? Oh, I, oh, Arby's? No, I don't eat Arby's. Like what why? And they oh, well, I just, you know, I like asparagus and broccoli and blah 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 blah. blah. Like so uh, but uh, of the fast food, like it's not like Arby's is like deep fried roast beef, you no. know, slathered in hot death. It's 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 a ro- it, literally it's roast beef on a bun with some cool sauce. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. They they've been I'm pro Arby's. Oh, and we might as well do this. It's gonna we're just it's gonna be our fast food uh, uh, fiesta. KFC, they're doing some wacky stuff. I love those guys. Reba McIntyre is the new Colonel. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but it looks. Listen, Ray Liotta cracked me up as mm-hmm. uh, Sanders. I have, and I know Reba's crazy talented. I've seen the pictures. It looks funny. I, I need to see more. She I has need, a beard. Oh, the whole nine. She's got really? the white hair, the glasses, the mustache, the the, the goatee, the, the the suit. I, I think it's hilarious. She's I, a good I, egg. I've always liked her. A buddy of mine ran her show, uh, the show Reba, mm-hmm. uh, for a million years, and just yeah. said she's absolutely delightful. She just like, seems what? like a really nice person down to earth, kind of like a younger Dolly Parton. Yeah. 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 What you see is what you get, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's uh, that's wonderful. Okay, so we're gonna continue on. With our uh, fast food pop culture opening and all that wonderful stuff, here's some good news. And I, I just want to share this uh, for my uh, songwriter friends and all this good stuff. I guess they, there was some judgment uh, for whoever is in charge of, and this is me not knowing anything about, about how anything works, uh, copyrights uh, and the copyright laws and how they work. Uh, Spotify, Pandora, all the streaming services, 
they're right now they pay they're supposed to say pay uh, the songwriters like 10% of whatever that whatever income I don't even know how it works I don't know the pay structure of any of this stuff but it's going to go from 10% to 15% oh nice so it's great because I mean that's like we've talked about it on the show before with like Taylor Swift and she's like why would I let you stream my music for free why would I why would I want to do that I have created something out of nothing I'm doing something that not everybody can do that's worth money uh, so yay! Congratulations uh, to there was a uh, the, the whoever runs uh, the copyright office of Her Royal Majesty's Greater United States and Puerto Rico Development Division. You're you've gone up. You got a little raise. So fantastic. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. Uh, and I like I, you know what I'm kind of digging doing a pop culture first. Chris Rock said uh, I guess he was doing a bunch of shows in England and he said no to cell phones to get in. You hand your cell phone. It's like a coat check. You hand your cell phone to a guy. He puts it in a little uh, envelope, like a big, like heavy-duty, like TSA mm -hmm. uh, ouch. Then they hand you a slip, and you come out, and you get your phone back at the end of the show. I am all for it. I am all for it. I'm. It's been an issue for a long time, even with a guy like me mm -hmm. uh, playing at a, an improv or a funny bone. You look around, and you're like, wow, there's someone who's taping my performance. Well, we That's, had that. You we had that at a – at Politicon. Yes. You were interviewing Ann Coulter and some lefty loon decided to film the whole thing on her cell yeah. phone and then put it on her own website. Yes. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. Mm -hmm. And that's – so that's like that's like spying. That's really bad. But like for a, for a oh, comedian – Oh, total bootlegging. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's yeah. just straight up. That's just straight up uh, thievery. Lawyers will – will were called. <laughs> Lawyers, Lawyers did called. get in – did get yes, involved. They did. There were cease and desist orders. <laughs> uh, however, for a stand-up, like I don't really like it at rock concerts either. It, it's different though because you've got like you had used to have bands like the Grateful Dead who would encourage people, hey, record the show, make a bootleg, you know, trade them with your friends, all that stuff. But with a stand-up comic, you don't know when that comedian is ready to present that material. There are times where I'm doing like tried and true material. I know this works. I know that works. I know this works. And then I sneak in a new bit uh, and it might not be ready. It might be too much this. It might be not enough that, whatever. But like I, I'm not ready to present that to the world. You'll never know it, hopefully. As the person sitting in the audience, you just think, okay, Loftus is on a, on a, on a tear and oh, that was funny. That was funny. Mm, not so much. But like when I'm ready to present it to the world, I will let you know. And like for a guy like Chris Rock, who's like, no, this is going to be either A, it's not ready. I don't want everybody to see it. Or B, this is going to be part of my Netflix special, my HBO special, my Showtime special. Right. And by you taping it, you're taking away the value from that. Uh, I, I guess some people are pushing back on him like, hey, don't be such a jerk. But I'm, I'm all uh, for Chris Rock saying no moss. His comedy routine is his intellectual property. It's no different than Taylor Swift's voice. It's no different. I mean – it's but just no just different. It. It, it, but it is. Because it's the spoken word, you can't really copyright it. Right. So – and that's that's like the, the law of the stand-up jungle. The old thing used to be when someone was stealing your material, uh, you would go up and then threaten them, stop doing that. And then if they continue to do it, you would uh, – then your last recourse was to either uh, just write more jokes and kiss that material goodbye or beat the person up. <laughs> Or just tell everybody what a jerk they are. <laughs> well, that's what's happening now right. uh, with with YouTube and the wonderfulness of that. And, mm -hmm. and Joe Rogan, God bless Joe Rogan. He did a great job outing uh, Carlos Mencia for stealing a lot of bits, you know, lifting pit bits from uh, Bill Cosby. That's the, that's the other wonderful thing about, about YouTube. You can just go, hey, uh, I did this lo a long time ago. But anyway – uh, yeah, Chris Rock, good for you. No phones. But it's, it's, I don't know, uh, it's weird. Stand-up is weird. I love it, but it's, a, you're a, you're a strange and cruel mistress, stand-up comedy. <laughs> it's just not fair. I should have been a musician. I should have, I should have been a musician. You get levels. You get levels. You can, you know what, this is what I was thinking about the other night. Like, with, a, with music, you can bring it down. You know, you're like, I'm gonna play some sad songs now. And get people to really think about stuff and loves that they've lost and bad choices that they made. And then when you bum everybody out, then you bring it back up with some rousing, yeah, some right anthem. Right. I can't do that as a comedian. I don't I can't like bum people out. Yeah, like no, that would be the, that would be like the exact opposite of right? the objective. There's people who are like, Man, I had a crappy day at work. I yeah. don't want to hear this junk. So um <laughs> <laughs> that's wonderful. 
You have to make your crappy day at work funny. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So I have to be a constant stream of uh, comedic energy. It's exhausting. It's <laughs> exhausting. I'm not ready to do it all the time. Megan Kelly's in trouble for the way she handled some Jane Fonda interview. Um, I'm going to file that in the uh, I don't care. I guess I guess Megan Kelly was going at Jane Fonda asking her about plastic surgery. Jane Fonda got upset, came at Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly let it go. Jane Fonda went on the Today Show or some other show and kept bringing it back up, kept bringing it back up. So Megan Kelly uh, dropped the Vietnam bomb on her. Yeah, <laughs> and now right. it's, it's, hey, sorry, their uh, uh, actions have consequences. They and do. And you did it. You did it. They and do. I know that Jane Fonda wants people to forget, and I was very young, and I was smoking weed, and I made a mistake. But there you are. You know there the, you are. You know the only thing I remember about Jane Fonda? What? Like, I can't even really recall too many of her movies. I guess on Golden Pond, she was in it with her dad. Mm-hmm. Um but the Jane Fonda uh, exercise videos with the leg warmers and all that. Yep. Like, that was her big claim to fame when I was a kid. It wasn't even acting. Well, you're just as a, as a, as a student of history, there is a bunch of acting stuff. She was in uh, a movie called Clute with, mm-hmm. uh, oh gosh, what's the guy's name? Anyway, um, oh, his, his kid, uh, Sutherland, Donald Sutherland. Uh, she was a prostitute in Clute, and that was a, a big, big movie back in the day. And then Barbarella. Okay. Barbarella, she's this crazy uh, outer space woman who flies around, and somebody puts her in the orgasmatron, and it's this crazy zero-gravity sex farce romp thing, a movie that definitely needs to be remade. I want to see Barbarella made uh, with today's special effects. I think that would be awesome. A who, hard, would be, who would be Barbarella? Oh my goodness. If we had to recast Barbarella right now. Gal Gadot. What I might do as uh, Ooh. Gal Gadot. <laughs> that would be a great one. That would be a great one. I don't see her saying yes. So I think you have to go with Gal Gadot Light, uh, who is Olivia Munn. Okay. Olivia Munn's going to get freaky deaky. Olivia Munn is going to bring it. She's going to bring the heat. Do yourself a favor someday, uh, you guys, and Google Olivia Munn uh, sexts, like as in text, but with an S, and okay. you will be impressed with uh, Olivia Munn. Olivia Munn's, um, she has appetites. <laughs> and I celebrate them. And a vocabulary, apparently. Yes. 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 Okay. So, oh, the other thing uh, that I want to talk, ooh, oh my gosh, we're running out of time. It's going so fast. Uh, there's a new show on uh, Showtime called the the Chai or the Chi or the Shy. It's a uh, uh, S. It's C H I, like like Chai Town for Chicago. And uh, good luck, Showtime. Good luck with that. I I have zero interest in in watching uh, a show uh, just about oh it's the struggle and oh it's tough out there for a pimp and oh there's I'm selling drugs and there's gunplay and the cops want I just. <laughs> I don't care. I didn't watch no. The Wire. Everybody tells me The Wire was the best show ever on TV. <laughs> I just didn't watch it. I just don't want to. I have zero interest in that. Now, the last the last uh, like gritty kind of what we talked about before, I liked the early Law and Order. Um, yeah. That was all right. And then there was another one that was based in Baltimore, and I can't remember the name of it. It only played for a couple seasons, but that one was really, really good, too. And but now I just I can't. Here's the show that I want to watch uh, about about Baltimore and Chicago. I want to watch a show called Let's Pick That Up. Like when you when you there, you'll have two <laughs> characters walking down the street past a bunch of garbage. Oh. Uh, we'll freeze frame it and go Let's pick that up. <laughs> and and they pick up the garbage and they put it in the trash can that's right there. It it drives me. <clears throat> uh, it drives me bonkers. I want to see a I big pet peeve of mine. I want to see. The show about when, like, the entire city has an epiphany that goes, oh, maybe if we stop electing these people, our place won't be such a crap hole. I I tell you, I'm always terrified of, like, quoting those statistics and stuff, but it looks to be true. It it looks to be like, okay, so here's a city that's been uh, run by the Democratic Party since, like, 1936, and it's not getting any better. It's – there's, like, zero improvement or it's getting worse. People so, leave. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It is the it's like the definition of insanity. Oh, you know what we should do? We ah, we should raise taxes, 
we should uh, just across the board, we should penalize businesses and blah. Surely that will fix the problem. We should hire a lot of city employees so we have a, a, a Democrat vote insured because they're going to vote for the people who give them a job. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. I mean, Chicago is just the whole state of Illinois is just corrupt and, and well, corruption seems to go along with that too. And it's just, ugh. and then, and then it's uh it's like this bizarre, like snake eating its own tail, self-fulfilling prophecy, mm-hmm. like uh, Puerto Rico squanders their money and there's corruption and blah, 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 blah. Then they get whacked by a hurricane and they're like, we need money to fix this. So we not, can just continue just, to throw it down the drain. Not I mean, just that. Oh, what? We took such bad care of our electrical utility grid doing it this way that now that we've had a hurricane, maybe we should privatize it. Yes. That was that, yes. That's like actually being considered and you just want to give them a round of applause. Like, yeah, that would probably be a good idea. Yes, it would. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Be so awesome. this is a great segue uh, to New York, New Jersey, <laughs> and Connecticut. I know this is a big pet peeve of yours and I want you to walk me through it. Okay. I guess they are suing – uh, the federal government to reverse uh, the new uh, tax reform tax cut thing. Yes. So basically, they're already high tax environments. They some have some of the highest state taxes in the world. And Connecticut, for the last several years, has actually worked on taxing the rich and figured out they can't really raise revenues enough just doing that. Um, yes. It wasn't very successful. But um, – yeah, they like to now say that this this new tax plan is somehow unfair. And the reason they like to say it's unfair is because deductions at the state level, so your property taxes and your state tax, for everybody in the country who itemizes deductions and actually pays taxes, which is about half of us, will now have a limit of $10,000 that they can say, I paid this to my state. So everybody has the same, and Connecticut, New Jersey, and New York are saying that's unfair because their taxes are so high that folks aren't going to be able to write off the whole amount, and it's actually going to impact their high-wealth employee or high-wealth residents, right? Yes. And so they want everybody else who's seeing a bump up in what they're taking home. Lots of great stuff on social media about that, guys. Oh, I'm getting X more every single check now, right? They want all of us to go back to our old tax rate to help their wealthier residents be able to write off the whole thing. Uh, I just bring it. Bring (laughs) it. Bring your lawsuit. Let's talk about it. Let's get it all out in the open. It's just another one of those wonderful – Unintended consequences of, of of Trump being in the White House. Well, they, and, and, sorry, but now you have to look at your your tax system. Yeah, sorry, of, New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. Now you have to look at it. You have to look in the mirror, Andrew Cuomo. Right? Oh, if that you guy. You really want to run for? He's like he's rumored to seriously be looking at twenty twenty. Oh, I bet a, he is. On a national level, on a national level, wants to repeal a tax break for eighty three percent of tax payers. Uh yeah. It's if, uh, if run, GOP, run, Cuomo, if, run. I want him in there. If the GOP can't market that one, you just need to go away. I've already seen uh, my paycheck uh, be affected. I'm uh, happy as a pig in a giant trough of slop. It's wonderful. It's great. It's great. I, I own, love it. I own an LLC. My effective tax rate went from 35% to 21. <laughs> I think it's great. Yes, it's wonderful. So bring it New York, New New Jersey, and Connecticut. Let's talk about your taxes. Let's talk about them in a court of law. Let's I, just do that right out in the open. There's this pesky little thing called the 16th Amendment. Yes. Congress which is can right levy taxes. 15. Congress can levy taxes. Yeah. It doesn't say the states need to agree. The states have never needed to agree. When they raised taxes, the states didn't have a problem. Now we're – Bernie Sanders just must be so confused. Obviously. <laughs> you know, the middle class and, you know, most taxpayers getting a tax break. And here come these big liberal progressives going, no, we got to save the rich people. Uh, it's it's bizarre. It's truly bizarre. Crazy. Okay. We've got, uh, we've got the State of the Union coming up Tuesday night. A lot of people, a lot of people saying I'm not going. I just think that's, that's fine. so ridiculous. That's fine. And to me, that's another one, and I want Trump to call him out. I said this uh, when I was on this other radio program uh, recently. I want him to point to the empty seats. Mm-hmm. Hey, they're uh, Maxine Waters. Impeach 45! Impeach 45! Her empty seat. <laughs> uh, look, 
That's 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 a great uh, metaphor for what she's really doing. She ain't there. She's not working for you. She's not working for the people she's supposed to represent. That's an empty chair. And peace 45. And peace 45. And then the other chick with the cowboy hat, that crazy broad, she's not going to be there either. Just, it's great. I want him to call him out, point him out. Well, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg isn't going either, but she just sleeps through him anyway. Yeah. She you know, she's like, your, she's like your sweet grandmother. I don't want anything bad to happen to her. You know, she Maybe was so. friends with Scalise. She seems all right. But, yes, yeah, she gets a pass. You know, she can watch on TV and have a nice cup of tea and have her little Afghan and just be cozy. <laughs> you take care, Ruth Bader. I want I want Trump to be gregarious. I want him to be hopeful for the future. I don't want a lot of finger pointing. Uh, He's got nothing if, but good news to share. He really doesn't. He really. Do- I mean, it's like just it's just talk about what's what's going on. Hey, these tax cuts happened. You're feeling it now. It's really going to happen for a lot of people in February. Here it comes. Businesses are coming back. Apple's bringing back money. They're going to open up some facilities in America. Uh, things are changing, but we're going to be ready for the future because we're doing X, Y, and Z. The Taliban, ISIS are on the run. Bing, bang, boom. It's all he, wonderful. He just needs to hammer Chuck Schumer. That was like, very, very fun to watch. That was know, very, very fun to watch. The it whole is, government shutdown thing. It is so apparent to me right now that the Democrats don't want to solve this problem they are going to prevent this problem from being solved because they want it for a wedge issue in 2018 and 2020, and they actually think Americans are on their side. Uh, yes, they do. And, and then here comes the the very real – I don't know what, what Trump's latest offer was, but a lot of people on the morning shows, the Sunday programs today – we're saying, like, why aren't the Democrats <clears throat> hopping on this? Exactly. It's a great deal. When you've got uh, the far left angry and then you've got the far right angry. It's probably it's, the right thing. It's right. Yeah. <laughs> Puts the 60% of us in the middle going, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Seriously. And then to me, it's it's like there's there's no way out of it because it is like, right, somebody snuck across the border uh, they had a baby here. The baby's not a citizen, blah, 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 blah. Now the kid's this, that, and this. Let's not make the same mistakes of the past. Right. Like Ronald Reagan, he got screwed over with that. Border security, border security. We are shutting the door. It's like you're you're having a big house party, and you, you realize you're walking around. You're like, man, there's a bunch of people here I didn't invite. So what you do first is you lock the front door. Uh, right. Because here come a bunch of new people, and they're parking cars on your parents' lawn, and they're going to want to come in, and you don't have enough snacks and booze for everybody. So right. you're locking the front door, and you're making a big announcement, uh, the party's over. Now, you walk through the house, and you go, dude, what's your name? Who are you here with? Oh, I'm a friend of Jimmy's. Oh, okay, cool. All right, you can stay. Any friend of Jimmy's is a friend of mine. Then that's what we have to do. And that's the, it's the same thing uh, with DACA. Nobody wants to throw these kids away and, and throw them out of the country. <clears throat> to me, that's cruel and unusual. And then when you go to the far right and they go, well, they can't be citizens. You can't you, – you have to have a path to citizenship. Otherwise – and I forget who was tweeting about this the other day, but it, it was like a thunderbolt. If you don't let them become citizens – then you've got uh, taxation without representation and blah, 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 and then that'll be a whole big thing. So you you put them on a path towards being a citizen, but then you severely limit uh, who they can bring over with the chain migration thing. Yep. But first and foremost, you, you shut down the border. We have to know who's coming in and out of the country. It's So I guess that's like kind of the deal that Trump put on the table. Yeah, I mean it's basically from everything I've heard, and I, I, my understanding is there's supposed to be an official position out tomorrow on Monday. Um, Good. But it's basically border security, for real, funded, yeah. appropriated, right? <laughs> yes. The money actually has to be spent. Um, stopping chain migration – for extended families, and my understanding is the administration is like nuclear family. So if you come over um, legally as a, you know, because you're working with a company or you have some type type of visa and you're going to get a green card and everything, if you come over legally, like your wife and kids can come. Yes. As long as they're minors. If you're adult children, not so much. You know, keeping families together. Um, so, you know, stop talking to me about families and breaking families apart. Um, but, you know, the other thing is, and I'm still not convinced, and I'm not far right, 
the, the DACA program itself, Obama's administration didn't vet these kids the way the law said they were supposed to. Yeah. So there's a lot of them. They don't meet the criteria um, in terms of not having criminal, criminal records or gang activity in their past. And I think all of them kind of need to have a look taken. Do you really meet the criteria? <clears throat> Excuse me. me. Yes. I uh, No, I, I completely uh, uh, agree with you. That is, uh, and it goes back to the... Uh, you know, the crap hole countries and all that wonderful mm-hmm. stuff. Get rid of the lottery. The, the lottery is the dumbest thing ever. ever. It's really the dumbest thing ever. And to all the people who feel bad, oh, my gosh, these people are are suffering and, and yada, yada. Here's the horrible truth of it to me, just philosophically. Like, if we keep taking uh, the cream of the crop of everybody, which is what we want, mm-hmm. you know? You want those highly motivated holy crap, if I could just get to America and live the American dream, I could da 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 You want those people. However, if we we can't save the planet, we cannot save everybody on the planet. There just isn't enough room. There's not enough jobs. There's not enough. We don't have enough uh, stuff to save everybody. The upside is if some highly motivated dude now has to stay in, uh, in Croatia or El Salvador or ta- whatever country, maybe they're going to be highly motivated to change their own country from within and have more capitalism and more entrepreneurship, and then that country will be a better place. And they yep. won't feel the need to, uh, oh, because it's gotta be horrible to, to like grow up in a country and go, wow, this is really awful. I want out of here. Well, who doesn't wanna have pride in their own country? Everybody does. Like I used to get really pissed off, and I said this, I was, I was in Vegas talking about this a long time ago. <clears throat> I'm an American. I can criticize the president. I was Obama was the president and I was doing a bunch of jokes on him, blah, 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 blah. But when people, when a foreign country started making fun of Obama, I don't dig that. I don't no. dig it at all. <laughs> he might be a jerk, but he's my jerk. Exactly. Right? It's, it's so like your it's little like family. brother. Yeah, it's exactly. like your, your little brother. You can pick on him, but nobody else better. Yeah, and that's so weird. And I think that that's like a, a, a conservative thing. I, I, I honestly do. Uh, but like people on the left seem to take delight when, Ooh, look, it, they, Ooh, it, uh, Donald Trump was, uh, just in Davos and they were booing him. They were booing him. Isn't he imba- like, what is your problem? What is your problem? First of all, wh- why do I care what Davos thinks? For real for, uh, and here's the great thing. And I'll give, I'll give credit where credit's due. I'm watching MSNBC the other morning. Uh, it's right after morning Joe and, uh, the guy, Oh, what's the guy's name? He, he's from their, uh, financial, the Ari something, uh, bigger guy, bald, uh, jovial, good, good dude. And he was talking about when Donald Trump walked into the big conference center. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, I gotta be honest. It was like watching a rock star walk into the room. I mean, the really? cell phones were up. People were cheering. Yeah. He said it. And this is MSNBC. The guy goes, I gotta be honest. It was, he got the rock star treatment. They loved him. And then uh, I guess he said, and he got that uh, treatment in Poland too. I mean, oh yeah. And then, but I guess I guess uh, Trump uh, during a Q and A Q&A or whatever uh, mentioned uh, CNN and fake news, and so some of the reporters booed, like the reporters, <laughs> not not the people in there, the impartial press. Yes, right. The press booed, and then the headline is Trump greeted with boos at Davos. It's like, no, you can't be the story. You can't go. <laughs> He said something I didn't like, so I booed. Oh so the headline God. is Trump. It was it's it's hilarious and frightening all at the same well, time. It's hilarious. The press. Look at how many times you know reporters who feel dissed or who used to always be called on first during White House press briefings and now may get a question two to three times a week. How many times have they made themselves the story? And I just don't care. It's your job. Ooh, I. Uh, you are not well, the rock star you think you are. I. Uh, it was. It's. It's funny. You should mention that. I, I need to bite my tongue uh, for a lot of different reasons to be named <laughs> later. Uh, <laughs> however, the media and and finally, it's it's funny to watch people come around to to my way of thinking. And uh, I've said it before, and it's it's. I, and I always say this on the show because I'm kind of proud of it. Like it's a matter of public record. I've been saying this for a long time. We need the media. We but but or no no but we need the media to be fair mm-hmm. and and honest and report the facts. This whole thing about, and I know you and I have discussed this till the cows come home, this whole, it's an opinion show that looks like news and everybody treats it like news. It's, it's talk about something that's not good for democracy. No. When, 
when members of the media have skin in the game and want a certain outcome. That should terrify everybody. When, uh, whether, whether it's to the right or whether it's to the left. Now, right now, I think uh, there's a certain type of person that goes into the entertainment industry. There's a certain type of person that goes into journalism. And so you have, you, you can't help it, but there's groupthink. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you have to steer away from the groupthink. If, if everybody is, is marching in one direction, somebody, hopefully a reporter, will go, whoa, 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 whoa. Why are we all marching in this direction? Just, right. to, just to stop and do some fact checks and then so we can go, oh, we have a very good reason. We're marching in this direction to stop Hitler. Oh, okay, good. Well, let's continue. Or it's like, oh, no, we're just out on a rampage. We want to ruin people's careers. Somebody, we need that fourth estate. And the media right now, uh, and they weren't popular before Trump. Let's right. not – they're going to act like this is a whole new, oh, Donald Trump was elected and then he attacked uh, the written no. word. Uh, it, it was happening before. They had the same numbers like Congress had mm-hmm. and now it, it's great. The, 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 the masks are being pulled off and we realize, oh, OK. I think uh, it turns out uh, Ben Rhodes' brother was running CBS and Ben could make these easy connections. So it wasn't – that wasn't real news. It was uh, – more along the lines of propaganda, the way they sold the uh, Iran nuclear deal. That's not good, and I would not, I would prefer to, to not have that in the future. Right. I want news, not propaganda. Well, and and I think some of it too is just a lack of um, experience. I mean, Ben Rhodes even talked about it. You no longer have reporters who actually spent time in Saudi Arabia or spent time covering the Middle East on the ground because everything is contracted through various news agencies. So when you're dealing with press in the U.S. and the people who cover foreign policy or whatever are are actually sitting in the room for your your national publications, they're not the same person that was doing that 20 years ago. Right. And uh, but to to go along with what you're saying, uh, the inexperience and then we uh, like uh, Woodward and Bernstein, uh, and then that movie, All the President's Men, <clears throat> we elevate these guys, w- right. which, you know, they did something wonderful. They they were on the search for the truth, also because everybody hated Nixon. I mean, everybody hated Nixon. However, the guy was doing some dicey stuff. Ba-boom, ba-bing, ba-bang. He got caught. But then they do uh, this hero worship, and I think there's a, a huge majority of, of quote-unquote journalists who like, oh, if I rip him down— that means I'm a good journalist. I need to. I need to make a change. I need to be the change. I need to speak my truth. I need to speak yeah. truth to power. Like no, shut up and just report need, the facts. You just need to tell me what happened. I swear. Shut up. I need. We need one. Uh, at least one. Probably two or three uh, newspapers that just do uh, facts. Like old school. Uh, and, and I know I've brought this up before, so I'm, I'm already trying to censor myself. Because, but it, I find it, it's infuriating. There's no, there's no, there's no ground zero for truth. We like Cheryl Atkinson. I tell you what, we do. Mm-hmm. We really, really do. Uh, and what? Oh, she was tweeting about the, uh, the uh, FBI text messages and the FBI memo, mm-hmm. and that was another big story. And I cannot, for the life of me, believe I was watching uh, the the Chris Wallace show Sunday show on Fox and uh, Juan Williams who I think is a reasonable guy. Yeah. But he was like really digging into, these are just a couple people talking about their opinions. Come on, Chris. They were just, It's like they were talking about, I like this flavor of candy bar better than that flavor. You can, and are you crazy? Yeah, no, these are that's like not These aren't like low level FBI guys looking for back alley uh, gambling behind a, a, a bowling alley. These were high level FBI. Oh yeah, I'm the second in command in the Hillary Clinton thing. You know what? Let's go ahead and find her not guilty uh, before we even talk to her. You know what? Let's not swear her in. Let's not have. I mean, th- it, that's disturbing. No, these, Anybody, these, and, these were key decision makers in that yes, whole process. Yes, who had their finger on the scale mm-hmm. and clearly wanted a different outcome. Absolutely, there is no way you'll ever convince me that that's. Oh, they're they're getting a fair shake, and then all this. This brouhaha about, ooh, Trump wanted to fire Mueller. Trump wanted to fire him. So? So he didn't. Right? And it's like, <clears throat> it's 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 this bizarre thing. Oh, it's collusion with Russia. It's collusion. Oh, okay, there's no collusion. We haven't found anything. Ooh, but he wanted to fire Mueller. Isn't that obstruction of justice? What no. crime is he covering up? 
That's called, I don't like this dude. I don't think I'm going to get a fair shake. Well, and it's just, uh, first of all, we wouldn't even have a Mueller if it weren't for James Comey and his leaks of his yeah. little papers and memos and whatever else. And then the guy who leaked him is now saying he's Comey's attorney because of all these text <laughs> messages that I'm serious because yeah, of I all know, these text hilarious. messages that have come out. You know, and oh, guys, you didn't really lose those 50,000. The IG had them. That's great. That's awesome. See, and I don't know. Is that the truth? Yes. Do they have them? Yes. Wonderful. Let's get the, let's get those out there. But that is, uh, well, and let's people, and I'm get sure, the I'm sure, I think our, out. I think our, uh, I think our listeners are, are pretty well informed. However, if, if, if anybody is new, it, it is a bizarre chain of events that, you know that when Hillary Clinton lost, and this is according to the people who wrote uh, the book Shattered, that were mm-hmm. embedded with the Hillary Clinton campaign. When Hillary Clinton lost, uh, the Clinton campaign said, we're going to blame it on Russia, that Russia hacked the election. Mm-hmm. That will, that's how, that's the only way we, we can uh, explain this insane loss. So we're going to go with this story. Now, we also have this dossier that we hired this guy to make. Uh, and we're, we've given that to the FBI. The FBI is now going to investigate and wiretap. So to have the losing party or, or, or opposing political political party weaponize uh, the FBI yeah. against citizens of of the country, then go so far to say, okay, now we're going to have a special counsel on it. And then when you don't, when the person feels uh, persecuted and goes, hey, this is this is bull crap and I don't like it. Ooh, that's obstruction. Now nah, we're going to get you on up. That is uh, we that's it's crazy town. It's crazy town. And then people who think that, oh, the Loftus party, they're, they're going to be uh, impartial to all this. And they're click. They're they're turning it off because they're sure it, there was Russia collusion because there are. Yes, there are Russian bots on Twitter. Yep. Uh, there were Russian uh, companies that were buying ads on Facebook. However, when you look back at those numbers, uh, they were doing as many anti-Hillary as they were doing anti-Trump. Yep. So it's it's uh, it's and I'm I'm not going to complain about the waste of money, although it is a waste of money. But really, that's that's the least of my issue. I'm like, go ahead, play your little games. Good luck. But I just don't want to. Uh, the nightmare is, oh, Trump lied about a traffic ticket in 1988. Uh, we asked him about it under oath, and he lied, so now we got him on perjury. That's just like a chicken crap way to get somebody. I want the memo. The the FBI memo about uh, no, no, where they Grassley's, got— No, no, Grassley's memo that he wrote that he—or he, was it Nunes? I'm I, losing it. Um, the, the head of the intelligence committee that is reviewing all this stuff and that the text messages were originally given to that, you know, Trey Gowdy's on the one for the House and then you have the, the one in the Senate, um, wrote a memo— that outlined all the timeline of all of this stuff, the text messages from the FBI people, the FISA warrants, when people were wiretapped, this, that, and the other thing. And people who have read it, members of Congress who've been given access to it, say when you look at the time frame of all of these things overlaid on one another, it's crazy. Oh, it's – It's absolutely crazy. There is the way they're, they're the way they can make these truly bizarre connections mm-hmm. with Trump and Russia, and they can oh here's the pattern here's the pattern. There is an absolute there's an absolute straight line from the Democratic Party to the FBI to home cooking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 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 madness. Well, so this this memo has been talked about by various members of Congress, Trey Gowdy being one of them. On TV. Trey Gowdy. I love me some Trey Gowdy. I'm sorry. I do too. He let like me a down. Political he, crush of mine. He let me down during the Benghazi thing, mm-hmm. and it's like I, I serious. I'm not kidding. It's like he uh, was throwing the game for the amount of smack he was talking going into Benghazi and going. It's facts. It's this and that. And these people, bing, bing, bing. And I'm a lawyer, and I understand the concept. And like, like, uh oh. And then he questioned Hillary, and you're like, what is going on here? He was right. swinging at some really bad pitches, and I, I, yeah, I'm like, wait a second. But now I'm getting that same thing. I, I, you see Trey Gowdy, and he is the voice of reason, but he's, uh, he looks like he's tough as nails, and he's unflappable. I dig that dude. I find myself like you falling back into Trey Gowdy in love. Yeah, no, I can't when, quit you, Trey. I can't quit you. When he questioned the, the IRS folks and and Lois Lerner, and uh, yeah, no, he's just. 
he and 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 um Justin Amash, I think, both lawyers, former prosecutors, they craft like the best questions. So well, good, so good. They do, they do when they're on Fox News. They need to craft those good questions uh, when people are sworn in. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah that's the other troubling thing. And I don't like to second and third guess myself, but like. I really think that the IRS was up to no good. Now, am I a, am I a, am I a sucker for there's a lot of smoke but no fire? But like all a bunch of uh, IRS stuff just conveniently disappeared and yeah. was and was never that, found. Everything and I that think looks it's bad just, disappears. And it's crazy. And Trey Gowdy, those guys, they talk a lot of smack, and then no one gets arrested, no one gets in trouble. You have these people, and like and and maybe this is like the boring uh, voice or reason part, but like. It's such a clear violation. It's such a clear violation. If if anybody does X, Y, and Z, they go to jail. Mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton did X, Y, and Z, and she's walking around in the woods with a glass of Chardonnay. That's yeah. why people scream, lock her up. Like, well, and it's, this is the it was same- a law broken or not? And, and, it, and it drives me crazy. So don't and, – and I don't like it when it, go, it comes from the left and I don't like it when it comes to the right. But if you're on TV talking about, oh, release the memo because it's X, Y, and Z, I tell you what, brother, it better be X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have this uh, – I, I guess in one of the texts, uh, the girl uh, FBI lady was like, oh, maybe this will be our first meeting of the secret society. And everybody's like, oh, there's a secret society, including myself. Oh, there's a secret society. And then, oh, no, if you read it, it was obviously a joke. However, with any joke, there's a nugget of truth. Yep. When she goes, when she says, oh, maybe it'll be the first meeting of the secret society, I can totally hear the, the, the sarcasm and the joke. But what is that about? Is that about a, a, a group of people that get together? And on their off time, and boy, I hate, and they're like, oh, I hate Trump, and we should do this, and we should do that. Exactly. Oh, this, but it, there's there's something, there is a there there. I'm not going to just write that off as, ah, eh, she was being goofy. There's a definite theme in that there is more than just she and he who carry anti-Trump sentiment within the structure of that leadership team. The fact that you could even say that means more than just you and I. Yes. Right? So yes. even as a joke, that means you know of other people who have right? a similar sentiment to yours. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You might you might be calling yourself the Hogwarts Society or the Hufflepuff contingent, but who who are the people? In your right. joke of the secret society, who are they? Let's look take a look at their text messages. All right, we gotta um keep moving. This is a great show. Uh, I like that we kinda we kind of flipped it on on its head. Uh, I dig it. Um, this, the, the, the 19-year-old kid who was calling in to CNN, uh, obviously this kid has problems. He was calling in death threats and saying stop with the fake news, blah, blah, blah. All of that is Trump's fault. All of that. They're, they're literally uh, – they got a bucket full of it's all Trump's fault and they're on, they're on CNN and they're on MSNBC and they're, they're blaming Donald Trump. I saw it on Fox News uh, this morning, blaming Donald Trump and then like not one person – not one person brought up uh, the the baseball field shooting gonna, I, with I was, Steve Scalise. I, I, I couldn't believe it. Then it's Bernie Sanders' fault that crazy guy shot at a bunch of congressmen down in, in Virginia. We just need to stop with the blame game. I'm not kidding. Not one person brought it up. It, it, I'm like, this is madness. So I've ac- I actually makes saw, some, a, I saw your a, girl Dana Lesh bring it up when somebody was saying it on Twitter. But Well, good for her. Yep. Uh, but like – no one in the news, mm-hmm. no one on TV, and that's like, wait a minute, people can't be that stupid. Why are that? And that's it's it. It was completely bizarre. Um, so that that I I thought was uh was troubling. So all of that, I'm taking great delight as as we round the the home stretch in the whole uh, Mother Jones uh, Deutsche Bank story. Or it's oh, it's man. some bank it's some bank in Germany mm-hmm. and Mother Jones ran this article and said, Ooh, this German bank is looking into some scandalous stuff with Jared Kushner. It looks bad. They do this and he did that, and there's da-da-da-da, and this is all going on. And everybody ran with this story. That was like anonymously sourced, the 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 classic anonymously sourced, blah, 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 blah. Well, now the German bank is suing Mother Jones uh, and their publishers for like, nothing could be farther from the truth. We've looked at all these transactions. They're completely on the up and up. We never had somebody investigate. Never, ever, ever. 
you are straight up a liar, and they're looking at possible legal actions. Good for it's, them. It's fantastic. It's wonderful. So that's the kind of story I like to keep alive. You can't you can't just go out spreading rumors and expect people. And then now here's here's the deal. When Donald Trump does that, when somebody prints something just a flat out falsehood, and Donald Trump's like, boy, I'd like to be able to sue them. They go, oh, he's attacking the free press. He's attacking the free press. So when you stand up for yourself, you, you look like, like a jerk who doesn't believe in the Constitution. But when a German bank does it, uh, it's all wonderful and good. So go German I, bank, go German bank. I like to look at it this way. The election of Donald Trump made about 80% of journalists lower their standards. Oh, good Lord, yes. So it, it's no longer good form, like I learned in high school, that if you've got a story and you got a fact, you need like three independent sources to verify it. Yeah. They can be anonymous, but they should be three different ones, not that guy. Yeah. Yeah, you it's, all have just lowered your standards and it's obvious. I was on, I know this is like the second week in a row, a million, uh, a couple of years ago, I was on the uh, Steel and Unger show on XM. I went into the studio and mm-hmm. I was, I was uh, uh, filling in for Michael Steele. He was off doing something wonderful. Uh, however, this uh, journalist, quote unquote, journalist calls into the show uh, and we're interviewing him and... Uh, you know, Rick Unger's talking to him, and this this air quote journalist says, "You know what? I I can I can no longer be impartial about this. I got to do this and that." And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, dude! You have to be impartial. You're you're a That's journalist." Your job. And he goes, "Yeah, I can't. Not with Donald Trump. I can't be impartial with Donald Trump." And I'm looking over at at Rick Unger, and I'm like, "Well, then you can't be a journalist. You you have to stop calling yourself that." Right. And then Rick Unger gives me like the two the two handed like slow down. <laughs> he gives me like, and he's like, he's like, we try to be nice here, and I'm like, I'm being extremely nice. <laughs> it's like it's like calling you yourself a scientist and waving head. a magic wand. It's yeah. it's insane. I thought it was very funny. Impartial. I can't. I can't be impartial. Yeah, they have. They've lowered, uh, and they're doing a great disservice to the media. It's uh, need a place to go. That's that's on both sides. It's not just on one side. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so we are in Michael Topia land. This one has flown by. I uh, we're still working on the new music, you guys. I am. I'm a. I'm a busy dude. I haven't got a chance to. Uh, uh, Andrew Apple, our producer, has provided me with music samples, and I'm supposed to. Oh, that'll be my Michael Topia. That'll be. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm, I'll just start off with this one. Uh, in the real world, there's a bunch of crazy w- rules that we all have to live by, but in Michael Topia, there's a different set of laws, and everything is wonderful. In Michael Topia, the host of uh, the show actually listens to the music files. When the host of a TV show, Michael Topia, doesn't like his music anymore, and then his producer says, hey, here's some options, he actually takes the time to listen to them. Yay! Yay. So, boom, boom, boom. Yes, that is, uh, that's, uh, that's all on me. That's all on me. But I don't want to rush it. I don't want to rush it. It's like a really, it's like, if you're going to have one meal for the rest of your life, or for the next 10 years or whatever. Who are you uh, kidding? What? How often do you think I'll change the music on the show? I, I would say every 15 to 18 months. Oh, boy. Ooh, that was lovely. Did you hear what? that? Oh, I just had like a Windows chime. Like something so delicious happened. It went... Okay, so that's my lame Michael-topia. Okay. Do you have a Michael-topia? I do. Bring it! In Michael-topia, when the president is giving the State of the Union address, Hollywood does not take it upon itself to do an alternate event called the People's State of the Union because you all are not peoples, really. Like Mark Ruffalo and Ashley Judd, you have a lot more money than most of the peoples, so take your virtue signaling signaling somewhere else, please. Wow, so that's it's going to be like Mark Ruffalo and that whole gang are going to be doing uh, like what they who, think? The same people who did the videos about the Electoral College and all this... Guys, you've lost so much credibility in the last six months when you look at Harvey Weinstein and everything else we found out about. Just just stop. Just stop. You are not our moral superior. You're not. I will give, uh, I think it's CBS News credit. They went to like Youngstown, Ohio or something, and they sat down with a bunch of Trump supporters to see if they were still happy. And they had like – it was a round table coffee shop, five different people, five walks of life. One guy was a pastor. One guy you know, worked in a car factory. One person was a small – whatever. It was a diverse – and they were all delighted. 
the, the, the reporter's like, so are you disappointed? And they're like, no, I think it's going great. No, we're fine. I mean, am, am I happy with the some of the things he says and the way he says them? Nah. But you know what? They were going to find something. to. And it was so I'll give CBS credit. Uh, they they ran with it. And uh, those are what I the people think. I would love it if those were the people who did not the like, listen, Mark Ruffalo, I know you're a talented actor. I know you're upset. And so you feel like you need to do something. But don't don't pretend to be uh, the people. Don't pretend you are whether you like it or not. You have found fame and fortune and you think or for whatever reason, uh, you're not the people. You're not. No. You're not the guy that works at Starbucks. You're, you're, you're not the guy that cleans the sewers. You're Mark Ruffalo. You're you're a fine actor. I enjoy your work. You're the best Hulk we've ever had. Uh, and and you other Hollywood yeah. people just I don't want I don't want to say stay out of politics because it, I get jazzed about politics I love it that's why I do this mm-hmm. however um, I think you're overcorrecting I think you might be doing how about this more Hulk less politics right. well <laughs> oh, and it's I, it's not just that it's the it's the superior tone of the whole thing oh, right like that's the other thing that's we know the, you people listen to us so look over here yeah i don't look I, at I you hate for it. that i don't look i at hate you it for on that. both sides yep if I, the more i tell you i dislike trump i must be a better person so whoever hates him the most must be closer to the best person it drives me nuts yeah and that's why you have people just you have kids taking the field for a national football game, just screaming, just screaming, "F Trump!" Like, oh, he must be smart. He must be smart and a good person because he says it's it, no. That's not how it works. All right, it was a great show. It was a lot of fun. I don't know if we'll do the flip flop thing. It just happened this way uh, this week. We might lead off with uh, politics next week. I don't know. Um, I want to share some very good news with you guys very very soon. We'll see. Stay tight. More changes coming to the website, more wonderful things happening at the Facebook page and the Twitter and the YouTube, and thanks for subscribing and all that great stuff. I will see you all next time, right here. Lock and load. Bye-bye.